Hello everyone, I'm Cassandra from Artstore Africa and today our space is going to involve Suzette Hooper who is an author and an editor and she's, she's an event planner as well. She recently published her book, Highest Lows and Scattered Peaks, and would like to ask her a few questions about her journey towards completing her book, promoting it, and then basically the work that went into creating the whole book. So, Susan, can you please tell us a little bit about your book briefly? Um, so this book documents a period in my life where things were not going as planned. You know, um, when you're finishing university, so you are thinking of, oh, when I finish school, my NSS is going to lead to this and this is going to lead to that and all of that. But unfortunately for me, when I finished school, things did not go as I planned. And it had very serious effects on my mental health. I was very depressed around that time. I didn't see a way out. I didn't see a bright future for myself. And it was weighing me down. And so a friend was the one who actually suggested that I start writing everything I was feeling because he knew I was a writer. And he said, why don't you just write what you're feeling? So I took that advice and then I started to write how I was feeling down. So after I had written about 15 uh, poems, I realized they all sounded really angry. And I just had to put it down and then feel the anger and feel everything that I was going through. I had to put it down and then admit to myself that this was how I was feeling. So when I finished writing a few, I said, okay, you know what, I want to make this a book but I cannot make a book of anger. I don't want to make an angry book. I don't want to make a dark book. I want to make a book that people can relate to, but not a book that drags people down into darkness. And so I rewrote a lot of what I had written already and then curated 30 pieces and then made my book. Okay. Well, your book, if, if, if one, like, read it and follows it from like the very first page you realize it's it's a, a it's a whole journey like you take us through all your emotions your thoughts your fears some of them had like concerns and doubts and your happy times and then like when you go through it you you go to i feel like you experience every emotion with you right till the end of of the book and, mm. and, and yes that's to me that's like the most standout part of the entire um the entire collection because i mean writing takes a lot and to be able to get people to connect to what you write what you write and or put out there is very important i would like to ask you about you it's on it's on the 22nd page of your book um, an expert says, I think of you a lot, your face, your voice, you, then I smile. I think the only time I genuinely smile is when I think of you. When I see you, I calm down. It's not like that. It's not a romantic thing. Not in the slightest bit. Those of you warm my heart. They arrest negativity. 
they suspend all else as I dwell on you. I don't want to, I don't want to know what was your thought process writing this. It's, it felt like a love letter to God that like you had missed, you had missed um, his presence in your life to an extent. I want to know if I got it right. And then I want to know if, <laughs> I want to know um, your, your entire, like your entire disposition when you were writing this particular piece. It's a common mistake that um, this piece is um, was written to God. It wasn't. Okay. It was written about my closest friend. Okay. And he's been with me. We've been friends for, I think, close to four years now. Yeah, four years. And he's he's been literally my rock. He's been everything to me and... He was actually the one who asked me to write everything I was feeling down. And every time I feel any way, he's the first person I think of telling. And he understands me, accepts me and all of that. So when I was writing this, I just, I didn't, (laughs) it's very funny. I didn't intend to write it actually. I was writing and then I was taking a break because I was feeling the emotions too strongly and I need like myself and so I don't know I just typed you and then his face just came to mind and so I just started it was like a slideshow was going on in my head and I was remembering and recollecting all our moments together and all our outings and all our conversations and as I was recollecting all of those I was just typing and then by the time I realized I had written this piece and I found it to be perfect, and so I left it. I left it in there. Does he know it's about him? Yeah, he figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> he cried. <laughs> he cried. Yeah, he cried. Aww. I felt very accomplished when he cried because he's a very. You <laughs> can imagine. <laughs> okay. Um. What what what's your whole um, writing process like? And I'd I'd also want to know if you write just poems or sometimes you write like other stuff as well. Okay, so uh, I started writing actually when I was about four five years old. Okay, I had. I was very uncomfortable with emotions. I did not know how to speak them. I would know how I was feeling, but then to look at your face and tell you, I just couldn't do it. And so I would write. So for my brother's birthdays, my dad's birthday, I would just write everything I would want to say to them and then I would give it to them. And so growing up, it, was, it became a part of me. Everything I had to say that I couldn't say, I would write. And so when I started to write creatively and do content writing, I developed sort of a process. Now what I do is, first of all, I need to know what I want to write. I need to have it in mind. I need to see it clearly. That's what I say. I need to see it. If I can't see it, I can't write it. So I need to see what it's going to look like and I need to feel it. I need to feel the emotion I want it to bring out in people. If I can't see it, if I can't feel it, I cannot write it. Those are the main things. 
And then um, once I get it in my mind, if it's something short, like a poem that I want to write, I get my paper or a book or whatever is close to me. And then I use a pencil. I never use a pen. I use a pencil and then I write it down. And then I read it through. If it's what I want, then it's what I want. If I struggle to write it, it means I'm not supposed to write it. I won't write it because I don't struggle to write. Maximum five minutes, I should be done writing what I want to write. If I'm struggling, it means it's not right. I need to stop and then think again. So I do that. If it's long, then I have to type straight away. So I just type everything. But so far as I can see it, so far as I can feel it, I'm good to go. If I can't do either of those two, then I can't write it. That's okay. practically all I do. Okay. Um, do, you, do you try to be more original with your writing or do you um, try to write under the influence of certain people that that um, motivate you or like are your idols with writing? Hmm. Well, um, everyone is influenced by something or someone. And I have people I look up to in the writing world. I have people who have influenced my writing, but I always stay original. I do not copy writing styles. I don't um, try to write like someone. I always write like me. And for people who know me, when they read my work, they're like, my my work has a vocal tone. It's like I'm talking to you because I write the way I speak. Because if you remember, I mentioned earlier that I couldn't say what I wanted to say, so I would write it. So everything I write sounds like I'm speaking to someone. And for me, that's one thing I feel makes me a good writer because people like to feel like they're being spoken to when they're reading something. So I'm basically just talking. And when you try to talk like someone, you don't capture everything you want to say or you don't capture it in the way that it should sound. So yes, be influenced by people. For example, I was influenced by Dr. Mensah Bill's writing. When you read The Living Word, it's so easy to understand. It's so, he rarely uses big words. And if he uses a big word, he's going to put the definition right beside it. I learned that from him. You have to write in such a way that people can understand. They're not now going to look for dictionaries and stuff to try and get what you're trying to say. So I learned that from him. I learned how to draw your audience in from someone like Nora Roberts, from people like Sydney Sheldon, Dan Brown, they write and you can't put the book down. Like you, you, you have to finish it. And so I learned those things from them. But then at the end of the day, I stay original. I speak in my own voice and I stay true to my sound. Otherwise, I won't write well. It won't be good. Okay. Speaking of um, your writing resonating with your audience, do you find yourself mm-hmm. sometimes trying to deliver what you think they would want to hear or you still go with your conviction? Uh, when you are selling to people, what they want matters. But you cannot alter everything you do to what people want. Otherwise, you lose your originality. So there's a balance that has to be learned. For me, like I mentioned early on in this conversation, um, 
I was trying to write a book people could relate to. At the same time, I was trying to get my emotions out. Now, when I finished the first draft, it was just angry and sad and dark. Now, in as much as I had been original and I had put all my feelings out there, I, I, I didn't sound the way people would appreciate because in as much as it was original, it was very dark and it was very angry. So I had to kind of tailor it to the audience I was speaking to. In the tailoring, I didn't lose myself either. I just went for the emotions that were more relatable and I went for the emotions that were more, should I say, I don't want to say gentle because it's not exactly a gentle, but then they were not as dark or as angry. So all I'll say regarding that particular um, thing, originality and tailoring to suit your audience, you should always keep your audience in mind. Very important. Because they are the ones who are going to patronize you. They are the ones who are going to look at your work. They are the ones who are going to buy your work. But then at the same time, be true to yourself. Don't write something you know you don't believe in. Don't try and sell who you aren't. Because at the end of the day, fulfillment is also what we are looking for. And if you don't get fulfillment, then what was the point? Okay, that makes sense. Um, you spoke about um, writing the book when you were in more or less an emotional state. And I'd want to ask if you think someone can be a writer if they don't feel emotions strongly. Um, okay some people know how to replicate emotions Um, empathetic people are able to feel what other people are feeling even if they haven't been there themselves there are people like that but um, in order to write and write convincingly and put out a certain emotion you want people to feel, you have to be able to feel that yourself. And if you cannot feel it, I don't see how you're going to put it on paper. Because one thing I like to tell people is that writing isn't just writing words. It's not just putting words on paper. It's energy you're putting on paper as well. Words carry power. Yeah, okay. Um... Someone said feeling the emotion is carry energy and if not give it out. And so I feel for some of people writing emotional stuff, then you're going to have to be able to feel what you're writing. So I think they go hand in hand. Okay. Um mm-hmm. Okay, so um about pruned or cut off. You were yeah. asked, you had you had so many questions. You were in a space where I Personally, I feel like you needed answers to some some things that were going on in your head. You asked the question about being disconnected from your source completely and the how do you know for sure if you are being pruned or you are being cut off. I'd, 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 I want to know um, the space you were in when you were writing all these things, how, how you were feeling, like what was going on with you when you wrote this particular piece. Okay, so um, with this particular one, um, I was reading my Bible, I was doing my um, quiet time, and then I got to that verse, 
there's a verse that says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Now, it goes on to talk about how God prunes his trees and that um, if you are not bearing fruit and he's noticed for a while you're not bearing fruit, he just cuts you off and then tosses you aside. And then as I was thinking on that verse, I was like, when you're being pruned, you are like parts of you are being cut off, right? So how do you differentiate? How do you know that maybe just parts of me are being cut off, so I shouldn't be worried, or I'm being cut off completely? I was at that point in time, I was in a place where I wasn't feeling very blessed. I wasn't feeling very. I wasn't feeling like I was God's favorite at that point in time, and so. At that particular point in time, I was wondering, have I been discarded? Like, has God thrown me away some way? Or is he cutting off parts of me to bear better fruits? Like, what's going on? So you can tell the uncertainty in there. You can tell the confusion. I was just trying to figure out what was happening in my life because I could not see anything good coming. I looked, it did, the future did not look bright at all nothing was looking good and I was just confused like what is happening and so I was just pouring all my frustrations and all my questions on paper with that particular one okay did you get some of the answers you wanted I like to think I did because not immediately (laughs) Um, (laughs) a few months later I started to see some answers to some prayers I had prayed. I started to feel God's presence again in my life. I started to feel blessed a bit more. And then I noticed that some parts of me had been cut off. Some attitudes of mine, some mindsets I had. I found at the end of last year, especially when I sat down to think over my year, I realized that a lot had changed without me realizing it. And so to the answer, to answer that question that I wrote myself, I think I was being pruned. I hadn't been cut off. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, (laughs) Have you, have you ever had a writer's block? Like you get to a point where you just can't like put out anything. Maybe you would be feeling strongly, but how to um, convey the words into, onto, onto paper is not particularly coming out the way you want it to. Or maybe you you just yeah you are just going to a phase where nothing is just coming out. You just can't write anymore. Yeah. Yes. I, I actually go through it a lot of times. Um, I'm going through it right now. I've been trying to start my second project for a while now and it's just not working it's there are times when for me funny enough or weirdly enough when I'm very happy I cannot write and so for a while I was pretty happy and so when I wasn't able to write I understood that it was because I was in a happy place and so I didn't think much of it but time went on and I was returning to normal but I still couldn't write I still can't figure out what exactly is causing the block. I've been advised to try meditation, so I'm giving that a shot to see if I can find what's wrong. But it happens a lot. It happens a lot. I just cannot seem to put the words on the paper. 
And when that happens, I think as for any writer, you shouldn't force it. Just stop. Because it's your brain and your creativity telling you, I need a break. And so you just need to stop. And then when the time is right, when your brain thinks it's ready to move again, nobody will have to tell you. You feel it and then you can start writing again. Okay. I think I agree with that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd want to know if you have um, other author friends and how they they help you become better as a writer. Um, I don't really, really have author friends. I do have um, an author friend who helped me with... Um, should I say producing the book, like putting the final things together? He was the one who taught me that, or oh, you have to do typesetting, or oh, you have to get um, a printing, someone who prints for you on order. You have to get this, you have to get. I didn't know a lot, and there's mm, there aren't many people out there teaching young writers in Ghana these kinds of things. And so I had someone who taught me that aspect of it. But people teaching me writing, no, not really. No, I developed that skill on my own and I feel it's a gift because the way I write, I don't understand it myself. <laughs> it's I, Sometimes I sit back, I read something, I'm like, wow, did I write that? I feel it's a gift and I wasn't taught by anyone, but some way, somehow, I write the way I do. And I think you write beautifully. Thank you very much. Speaking of writing beautifully, I'm taking you back to your book. So what about Mm -hmm. the now? Um, Mm -hmm. You said, what about the now of pain, the now of tears, the now of groaning, the now of pure struggle, all this character building for the future? What about the present? What about all I'm going through now just to become who you want me to be? Everyone encourages me saying that it will all be worth it in the end. But forget about the end for a second. What about the now? Now, now I, I'd, I'd like to think that you are in a much better place than you were when you were writing this. Do you still have yeah. questions like this from time to time or you feel like you've totally gotten over this phase in this particular moment? Um, yeah, I still have questions like that. I don't believe that you ever completely get out of the space where things are sometimes confusing. I believe that at every point in your life, as you are being elevated, you just meet elevated problems. So I don't believe there's ever any point in your life where everything is just smooth sailing and everything is perfect. I always feel like there's going to be a point in time where you don't exactly get what's going on and you have questions and you have concerns. It's not as bad now as it was then, but then, yeah, there are still days where I'm just off and then I can't seem to figure out what's going on. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Um, Did you ever consider writing under... Um, a synonym or like yeah 
did you ever consider it or you you from the get go you knew that you wanted your name on the books yeah um it's actually in my book there's a piece that addresses this and i was going to write under a pseudonym i didn't want to use my name because first of all i didn't want people to know that i had this darkness in me because my friends know me to be pretty lighthearted and fun and happy that's like friends who don't want that close they know me to be happy and just all over the place but for people who knew me they knew that okay there was also this side of me now um i wanted to write under a pseudonym also because i didn't want the people the corporates should i say people who had driven me to this point to know that i was talking about them and i also didn't want other people to identify them i mean someone like my best friend if she picks up this book and she reads it she knows immediately that oh this she's talking about this person here she's talking about this person there but she's my best friend so that's allowed but yeah. once i put my name on the book other people pick it up they read it and then they start to put two and two together and i wasn't sure i wanted that but it got to a point i was like okay i'm always hiding i'm always putting the real me in the background i'm always putting up this facade and it's about time i show people that this is actually who i am and so i took out some pieces that were extremely include incriminating and then made it such that even with my name on it yes you would see the real me but then you wouldn't see who caused what so that i could protect the people around me but still speak my truth okay but have you had instances where someone you didn't expect to figure out certain parts of the book did and then they asked you about it yeah <laughs> well, how did you handle situations yeah. like that um because i took out the most incriminating parts they figured out the surface of it they were like oh so this is why this happened i'm like yeah but then they don't know who did what so it's like they get to see the general picture that maybe oh is because um i went to this school that this did this to me but they don't know that it was this particular girl in the school who caused it so that kind of okay <laughs> kind of thing i had to protect the people around me even if because they feel something so yeah okay um what are some of the interesting things people have told you about your book and your writing hmm well the first i wanted it to be relatable right but then we all want things <laughs> and they don't always happen. So I think one of the most shocking things was people coming up to me and telling me they could see themselves in what I was writing. I was like I wanted you to relate but I didn't know it was going to be this deep. Okay, cool. That's great. I'm very happy I was able to achieve that. I've also had people come up and tell me, "Oh, I'm buying the book, but I don't want to start reading it now. Maybe I'll read it in the evening when I've settled in bed." And then they go and buy it and then about 30 minutes later they come back and they're like you know what i bought it i said i was going to read the prologue i've ended up reading about five pieces it was quite surprising to me because i mean i knew okay i write well but 
I wasn't expecting this much. Should I say, what's the word I should use? It's, I don't even know what word to use. I wasn't expecting this response, honestly. Okay. Uh, every single person who has read it has loved it. There hasn't been one person who has had anything negative to say, and I think that's an accomplishment. Okay. Sounds nice. I mean, that was the goal in a way. So as it's reaching its its potential, we are happy for you. <laughs> okay, so what's next for you after after this? After this book or after this book, yeah. Um I want to continue writing because I've always wanted to be an author. I just didn't know what I was going to write. So I want to continue writing. I have some ideas I've discussed with my team, but like I mentioned earlier, the writer's block has proved quite difficult this time around. And so once I'm able to break out of that, I hope I'll be able to produce more books for people to enjoy. We hope so too. We look forward to it actually. Um, do you have any advice you'd want to give to aspiring authors and then writers in general, people who don't necessarily publish their stuff? Um, yeah, sure. I think all I have to say, and it's the same thing I always say, you have to feel what you're writing. You have to connect to it, and then you have to make sure that whoever is reading your work and connect and also relate as well to what you're writing. And then even if they cannot relate to what you're writing because it's not something they've been through themselves or anything, it should be written in friendly and welcoming language. It should be a language that is recognizable so that they will not be able to stop reading. When I say recognizable, I mean, if you should know the market you are writing to. If you want to write to people in their 20s and 30s, you shouldn't be writing in King James English or you shouldn't be writing with metaphors and things they cannot understand. Unless that's the theme of your book. If you're writing an old English book, I mentioned this to a friend a while ago. If you're writing an old English book, then that's it you stick to old English and make sure it's old English and then you market it as old English. But if you are writing to an audience you want to, you want them to relate to it and all of that, you have to write in a language they understand, a language they recognize. Because if you go speaking in terms they don't understand, relate with, they'll start reading and then they'll drop the book. And that's not what we do. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, I'm opening the floor for anyone who would want to ask Suzette some questions. Well, I don't have a question, but I just wanted to say that that your depth and confidence and the twist of emotions attached to it is really, really intriguing. And I'm really happy you are here talking about your book and probably inspired me to want to write one too. Thank you for your time. Hello, I'm Prince George and um, I don't really have a question, but I want to congratulate um, Suzette for 
the wonderful work she's put out. And it's not really easy to come out naked and bare on a sheet, like let people know what you're actually going through. So she's really been brave um, to take that step. And I believe personally that that's what genuine poetry should really be about. And um, I'm really proud of her. Congratulations once again. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hi, please. I have three questions. Okay. Um, I want to know how long it took you to write your book. That's question number one. And I want to know how to get a hold of your book. And my third question is, I'm actually starting my own book. It's also a collection of poetry. And I want to mm-hmm. know what advice you have for me and how to go about it. I've, I've put a few things down, but I, I want to hear from you. Okay. All right. So I'll start with your first question. Um, it took me roughly a year and a half to finish the book completely. That okay. was mainly because I... I have an issue. I'm a perfectionist. I always want everything to be perfect. <laughs> I was rewriting and rewriting and rewriting until two of my friends threatened to like take away my <laughs> and then I submitted it. So it it took me a very long time to finish it. Um, as for how to get it, it's on Art Store Africa. So you just have to go to the okay. And then you search the title. It's highest level status. So once you search it, it's right there. And then um, how to go about your own book. I would advise mm-hmm. that it's poetry, right? Are you are you writing in um should I say modern English or are you writing in old English? Like how are you writing? Modern English, something everybody can relate to. Okay, okay, that's good. Um, for modern English, one thing I would advise you to do is don't stress yourself with rhyming. I am not a fan okay. of that writing skill. Personally, because I do not rhyme. <laughs> and also because I feel like <laughs> a limit. I feel like a limit. Yeah. Because you're thinking of a word to rhyme. Then maybe what you want to say Maybe you want to say the wall is green. It's so bright, it makes me happy. But then because happy doesn't rhyme with green, you're stuck because mm-hmm. you want to say that rhymes with green. And eventually when you find it, it's not going to have the same emotional blow or the same impact that happy would have had. And so, yeah. yes, I mostly tell people that if rhyming is not your thing, don't go for it. Because I read a book recently and he was good with rhyming. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was just reading. I kept saying, wow, wow, because I could never do that. So for someone like that, you see that right, uh, rhyming is his thing. So someone like that, sure, go ahead. But if you realize it's not something you're very comfortable with, drop it, write how you feel, and then just go. Just go. And then also, I would advise that when you're done writing something, take a breath, take a pause, and then read it out loud to yourself and listen to how it sounds. Put it out of your mind that you wrote it yourself. So usually we are we are biased towards ourselves. We want to feel like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take that away. 
put that out of your mind and then read it to yourself. And then lastly, this is probably the most important thing. Find someone who you know will tell you the truth no matter what. Even if it hurts. Get someone like that. And then since it's a collection of poems, you can send it one at a time. When you're done with one, you can send it to the person. Read through this for me. Give me your honest opinion. I had someone like that. And the last piece in my book is called In the Fog of a Broken Heart. I wrote it. I sent it to him. He's point blank straight told me, she said, this doesn't sound like you. I don't like it. I was like, hey. And he was right because I had gone to steal someone's thoughts and I was trying to make it mine and it just didn't work. And he was like, no, it doesn't sound like you. And so I had to go back and it took me about five days to finally come out with what I wanted to see. And when I sent it back, he was like, uh-huh, this is you. So find that one person and then thank you, it's going to be great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it. Thank you very much for granting us this interview, Suzette. Um, you can find highest lows, scattered peaks on Art Store Africa. Um, you can we are uh, we are on Instagram at Art Store Africa, Twitter at Art Store Africa, and yes, our website is www.artstoreafrica.com you can also search for the book by typing Suzette's name in the search bar on our website and her book will pop up thank you so much please do you have any last words for us before we end the session I just want to say thank you to everyone who joined it's always a privilege always an honor yes I'm always grateful when people actually want to listen to me because I'm like Amy so it's very great to have all of you here and i don't know if um dick is here but if he is i want to say thank you because he was the one who linked me to cassandra i don't know if he's in the meeting if not i'll just text him later he actually is i don't know why he's being so quiet yeah oh (laughs) oh okay Guys, the book I was talking about, the old English book, it's his. It's called Pressed Early. It's also on Art Store Africa. And if you like kind of like Shakespearean vibes, I would advise you to get it. It's also about like hardships and stuff. It, it's really, it's really, really a fun read. I promise. I have so much fun reading it. So, yes, I want to say thank you to him. And then also thank you to you, Art Store Africa and Cassandra. Thank you. Cassandra has been so helpful. So helpful. <laughs> Just thank you to everyone. Thank you, everyone, for joining. We hope to do this again some other time. And yeah, this was awesome. Bye, everyone. You're a star in my head. You, the need to raise war in my friend. True, you're so bad when I need to be in time. But I don't want war with you or my friend.